0: Hello and welcome to Congress Talks, a podcast bringing you the latest news from the Irish Congress of Trade Unions. I'm Eileen O'Mara, and in this week's episode, Patricia King looks at Budget 2016 and the issue of low pay. The proposal to taper the PRSI uh, step
1: effect was a uh, positive.
0: She talks ethics at work.
1: One of the most important pieces for workers is actually how they're treated in the workplace.
0: And Peter Rigney has the first results from the Congress Child Care Survey. I
2: suppose to be one of the one things that surprised us most was the extent to which grandparents are used for care.
0: But first, last week's budget brought some good news for low-paid workers, but is it enough? General Secretary Patricia King gave me her response. I think that
1: um, our main focus would have been, for instance, on the low pay and the national minimum wage. As you know, the Low Pay Commission had um, recommended an increase of 50 cents. Now, ICTU had entered a minority report on the Low Pay Commission report on the basis that 50 cent was inadequate. We preferred and... um, Argued strongly to have at the very least a euro increase on the rate, uh, but the Low Pay Commission, by a majority, um, recommended 50 cent. The proposal to taper the PSI uh, step effect was a positive. Uh, methodology used by the government to maximize the value of the increase for low paid workers uh, who are on the minimum wage. So from our perspective that was a positive piece. Um, so so that was certainly um, a focus that and we had argued, we had lobbied, we had made it very clear in our pre-budget submission that we wanted to see um, the step effect in the PRSI addressed, and that has happened. One of the other major pieces, I think, in the budget actually was the announcement in relation to childcare. And uh, we're particularly um, concerned about all of this. Childcare, as you know, there's a major infrastructural deficit in this country. Um, we have a very high cost base uh, in terms of anybody wishing to have um, childcare. There are a few pieces that are just so insufficient, uh, accessibility, quality even, uh, but the cost levels are huge in childcare and the pay levels in the childcare sector are very, very low. So. Uh, the contribution um, in, and the proposition in the, in the budget actually um, is a valuable first step, but it's nothing other than a first step. Uh, it extends the early childhood years. Um, I gather now it's not going to start until September. Um, there is an issue about the actual sector being ready uh, and able uh, to actually provide what has been uh, even proposed in the budget. So I think the sector is very underdeveloped um, and I think there are big structural difficulties. There is a report done recently by an interdepartmental group which is a very good report, very substantive report and offers, uh, I think, uh, deep uh, research on some aspects of childcare in in the state, and when you read it, you you establish you know the origin of some of the difficulties, but you also establish uh, the necessity to really address uh, the structural problems because the value to the state in the long run of providing early childcare intervention is huge, but. I think that whole spectrum of childcare, including the maternal, paternal and parental leave system, needs to be addressed under the heading of Mm
0: childcare. And as the economy grows now, uh, that will become even more relevant. Coming to, and, and this is part of the growing economy as well, is... A living wage, a living wage, particularly for people on low pay. I know Congress has a charter and you're starting a campaign Mm -hmm. on that charter. Mm -hmm. Tell me about that.
1: Well, since I came to take up this job in in, uh, early March, uh, one of the first moves we made was to develop the Charter for Fair Working Conditions. And the living wage is clearly a key uh, part of that uh, campaign. And what we have done, in effect, is we have, in the first instance, we lobbied all of the Oireachtas members individually and with their parties. And we said to them, this is our charter for fair working conditions. This, we believe, if we had all of these pieces in place, uh, we would have fair working conditions available to workers. And uh, would you sign up to it as an Oireachtas member? And we have done that But as I said, all of the Oireachtas members, and uh, we've had considerable amount of people of the members actually saying yes they would and another group saying no they wouldn't and it is our intention actually in the next in the coming time to publish um, exactly where people are at because we'd like to inform particularly if there's an election coming up Mm -hmm. we think that workers should know uh, where their public representatives are on these crucial matters we're rolling out now with the local authorities and we have addressed we've each um, Councillor, regardless of party has or independence, has been um, asked by us to uh, consider signing up to our charter. We're also, uh, at the moment, going to, out to civil society generally, um, big civil society organisations, faith groups and so on, and the bigger employers, and saying to them, asking them to meet us and asking them to see will they support the Congress Charter for Fair Working Conditions, which includes the living wage. So, effectively, what we're saying and the Congress is very simple. What Congress says is everybody who goes to work is entitled to have a decent uh, wage. Uh, which we believe a starting point is the
0: living wage. Mm -hmm. And it's about fair hours and about right representation and about respect and dignity in the workplace as well, isn't it?
1: It is, yeah, and and just moving on to those, I mean, we've had a number of disputes, high-profile disputes in this state very recently uh, in relation to hours, and there's no doubt about it that there are a quota of employers who are just effectively manipulating the hours of work for people people have no certainty on their hours, therefore they have no certainty on their income, Uh, therefore they're in a poverty trap before they start, even though on the face of it they have a job which actually pays possibly above the minimum wage, but because the way the employer manipulates the hours to suit themselves, then even staying within the legal 15 hours limit, uh, even doing that as the floor of hours that has to be given, the person is not in control at all of their livelihoods of their working lives and the employer has total control there's no balance Mm. at all that matter needs to be addressed we do include as well uh, as one of our charter principles is ethics at work Mm -hmm. and really and truly I've spent a long time um, in and out of workplaces and one of the most important pieces for workers is actually how they're treated in the workplace by possibly their supervisor, the foreman, the their next, their, their next person up, how their whole establishment treats them. And actually, I think it's not unfair to say that some organisations have very bad cultures in regard to this. They don't regard it at all as an issue to be dealt with. And you might recall many years ago, lots of organisations had mission statements. They loved mission statements. Well, I would love to get to a place where we can have an ethics statement and ethics as to how people are expected to behave towards one another, whether they're in a managerial capacity or a collegiate capacity. Because people suffer a great deal on a personal level when they are not respected and when there's no ethic in relation to their respect. Now, I know that there are people who regard this as fluffy and fuzzy and uh, I, indeed I know in this trade union movement that to be the case. I don't regard it as fluffy. I feel quite strongly that there should be a respect level and that employers and workers in an organisation need to know that there's an ethic mission statement and that this is how we treat
0: one another when we're in work. General Secretary Patricia King there. And Congress is now seeking the support of local authorities and civil society groups for this charter in the lead-up to the election in the spring. The cost of childcare is growing. Anyone who's got young toddlers will tell you that the weekly cost can be the equivalent of a second mortgage. Congress has just finished a survey of workers to find out more. Policy officer Peter Rigney told me the initial findings.
2: Well, the feedback we've been getting for quite some time is that for many, many couples, childcare is like a second mortgage. It's a, it's a huge cost. Um, in some cases, you hear anecdotal evidence of people giving up work because, after deducting their childcare costs, people feel they're working for nothing so we decided to um, do some further inquiries into this and we did a survey uh of union members now the surveys closing tonight we're very happy with the response rate about thousand people so at this stage it's a bit early to to give anything other than the broadest indications because we have to when it when it closes we have to crunch the numbers uh but the i suppose one of the one things that surprised us most was the extent to which grandparents are used for care but 33 about one-third of people use use their, their parents to care for their children. But what that means is, is when you segregate out the people who use their parents to care, the whole cost pattern change changes. So it means for people, for whatever reason, don't have their parents on top, costs go up and go up significantly. Now, we've done some, if you like, accompanying research, desk research or CSO-based research, and... and It's difficult to get a handle on pay uh, because the childcare is put into education by the CSO. So there's a small amount of people on low pay who are bunched in with a lot of teacher graduates who are on middle to high pay. So, you know, averages can be very misleading. But what we're finding is pay rates have been around €10, €12 an hour, but more revealing than the pay rates. Is the turnover because turnover tells you what people think about their job, and the turnover is about twice what it what it should be.
0: And then, what are you going to do with the research? What are you going to going do?
2: Going to publish it. Going to publish it because, you see, we have got um, a recommendation from the EU under the uh, European Semester. This is when the government sends, sends off its exercises every year to Brussels, and they they get them corrected. And on the childcare thing, we've definitely got a C minus, must try harder. Putting it, at it's most charitable. Uh, and the OECD were, were over here last week on their recent review. And, you know, if anything, they were less diplomatic. It says this this has to be improved um, because it, it it depresses income. Mm-hmm. Um, it depresses labor force participation.
0: Of women particularly. Of women
2: in particular, yeah. And more particularly... Younger women. Because, le- well, you see, over, over the lifespan, if people drop out for, say, five or six years that will cut their number of social insurance contribution and under the the new rules introduced a few budgets ago, that will cut their their pension.
0: The results of that survey will be published in a forthcoming Congress policy briefing on childcare and it will be available soon. And remember, all details of the Congress Charter can be found on the website, ig2.ie. Follow us on Twitter at Irish Congress and on Facebook. And thanks for listening.